everybody, this is Anthony Romer along with Adam and Noah, and this is The Rendered Podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about Masters of the Universe, the toys, its impact upon us, and some things that are just for fun. The Rendered Podcast starts right now. Hey guys, this is Anthony Romrell and Adam Anoa. How you doing, Adam? Good to see you again. Good to see you too, Anthony. Welcome to podcast number two. So um, a little bit about ourselves. Um, I am an artist and uh, an instructor, and I live in Utah, just having a good old time doing pretty much whatever I want. <laughs> I'd say I have a pretty good life. Adam, what about you? Tell us about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I too am an illustrator artist living out of Utah. Right. Uh, I'm also an educator, um, and uh, yeah, I live in the dream, kind of just do whatever I want. <laughs> Dude, it's true, man. I mean, you know what? We really, we really have a good, we have a good life. We got to keep it in perspective, though, right? I mean, I, I guess, I guess uh, it comes with hard work, you know. Yeah, totally, totally. So today we're going to talk about masters, He-Man, and the masters of the universe, right? So um, one of the greatest toys of all time. So um, what brings it fresh to my memory is a TV show on Netflix. I know, Adam, you've watched it. We could talk about the toys of the show, um, the toys that made us. Mm-hmm. And uh, one point that I want to bring up first is that I had no idea that in Masters of the Universe, the toys were made first before the cartoon. I, that blew my mind when I discovered that. Because when I was a kid, it was, it was all about the cartoon. And that made me buy the toys. And of course, that was the ploy. Yeah. What sure. what say you? What say you on the matter? <laughs> as far as initial, um, I'm trying to remember what I saw. I remember going to like Kmart with my mom uh-huh. and seeing Masters of the Universe toys and just being like, those are the coolest things ever. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's that was my first. But I remember watching the TV show religiously and then actually bought like season one. And I tried really? to sit down and watch it with my kids. Couldn't and the Funimation wasn't wasn't that fun. No, dude. I still loved it. It's nostalgic, right. but holy cow! Yeah, you a know, a lot different than my five-year-old mind remembered. <laughs> that is so true because I, 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 there's another show which I want to talk about on a completely separate podcast that I, I watched on Netflix in in that same era, and I was like, I, I I've only watched two episodes and I was done. I said I cannot let this ruin yep. my childhood right? <laughs> because it was so brilliant at the time, and but yeah, I mean so. So that th- that show, you know, um, I- I'll, I'll admit I wasn't a fan of Prince Adam, and I I don't know why I can't say why, but He Man I loved He Man, and um, he he was a brilliant character. The the one thing that confused me as a kid and still confuses me now is is that he's defending Castle Grayskull, right? So that the, those two things never added up. The good guy's defending the 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 castle with the skull on it. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know about your upbringing, but my mom was like, you know, skulls are not good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, it's never an issue um, sure. as far as that goes. But I remember kind of a funny story to, like, yeah. think about Castle Grayskull. Uh-huh. 
is I remember one um, one day I was with my dad, right, and he opened up the trunk of his car, mm-hmm. and it was right before Christmas, and I was probably five, maybe six at the time, and he opened up the trunk of his car, and there was Castle Grayskull. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, this is amazing, and then he told me this thing where he's like, oh, that's I'm holding it for my friend. He's giving it to his son, of course, and um, okay. and I'm like, oh, okay. Right. I remember being all bummed out, right. but I didn't put two and two together until I was like 20. Like, dude, my dad was holding it for me, you know, it so it was my Christmas because I got it for Christmas that next year which is, or ne- that next Christmas, the very next Christmas. But yeah, it was funny because I That's sat back and think about Castle Grayskull and in my dad, the trunk of my dad's car and seeing it and then asking him about it. And then he pulls a quick switch, switcheroo on me and tells me like, no, no, I'm holding it for my friend Guy. And, you know, I was like, oh, because okay. I knew Guy. Oh, know? yeah. So, but yeah, he was, he was quick to the guns. Grace? I still haven't asked him about that. I don't know if he'd remember. Your dad? Would he remember that? I'm, I'm pretty sure he would. He'd have to remember that. That's a, that's a yeah. big impact story. You know, yeah. um, I think Grayskull was the covenant toy. I mean, I, I had He-Man, I had Skeletor, and I never had Grayskull. My friends mm-hmm. down the street had Grayskull. So we all played at their house. Because who would, I mean, that was the toy, Right. And I don't know why I never had it. Honestly, I don't know why. Because I had, I don't know, between my brother and I, probably 20 different figures. Right. You my, know, it's funny. With, with My parents used He-Man as, like, money for me. So I was a thumb sucker. And my okay. mom, um, she couldn't get me to stop. Okay. And then she said, okay, if you can stop, I'll buy you two He-Man action figures. Shut up. And I was like, I'm, I'm all about it. I quit right then, cold quit. turkey. Cool. And I got the heat man with the battle damage, you know, when you hit it and kind oh, of yeah, yeah. flip and then it would keep going. Yep. yep. And then I took him to kindergarten. Yeah. And I was playing with him out there and I chucked him up in the air and he fell down and his arm broke off. Oh. You know? Man. So it was like a one armed battle damage team man. And I was so sad and so bummed. That, oh. That's how she got me to quit sucking my thumb was uh was he man. Uh, yeah, it was he man. So he man's had a huge issue. Yeah. Uh, been a part of your life saving your life from yourself well it's it's because of e-man that i am in the profession that i'm in well let's hear about that um, yeah it's kind of a kind of interesting story so it was kindergarten still uh-huh. Uh-huh. so right at the height of all like the b84 okay i think it would be 80, 84 yeah um so it is 1984 kindergarten e-man's huge and popular and it's coming upon christmas time let's right. get castle gray school right all that kind of stuff and we had to make these Christmas trees and they had the little uh, chains at the bottom that you'd rip off one uh-huh. until you got to Christmas. And so we're making them in my kindergarten class. Right. And my teacher, Mrs. Wood, she says, okay, we want you to decorate all the little chains with your favorite things. And I'm right. like, I'm, I'm going to draw you in. <laughs> so I went and got my crowns out and I remember sitting down and drawing He-Man. Right. And I remember... Um, I don't remember what it looked like visually. In my mind, it was straight out of the cartoon. Oh, yeah, of course. But I but I drew him, and I said, wow, I just drew He-Man. And from then on, I was drawing all the time. Nice. And stuff. So it was kind of kind of a funny story. So He-Man, you know, got me to stop th- sucking my thumb, <laughs> you know. And he also uh, inspired me to eventually become a, an illustrator artist, you know. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, I remember that, that very first drawing was, was a He-Man drawing mm-hmm. and it was in kindergarten. And, uh, you know, what's funny is I, I have a tribute piece. I did, um, a, uh, I was in a show, uh-huh. 
a while back was I was asked to be part of a part of a book and it was talking about it's called beginnings uh-huh. and in that book all the artists kind of would share what got them into art what inspired them oh I remember that book so, Paul, Paul yeah, put that together. yeah Paul Paul shooting yeah yep and so he asked me if I do a write-up in it too do a tutorial like, yeah of course uh-huh. and yeah. I knew exactly what I was going to draw but this ended up being um let's see if we can show that to our viewers but this was the painting that I did for nice for that tutorial and I'll, I can upload a better digital version of that. No, it's better to see the original, man. Look at that. But yeah, so nice. this is the painting I did for for that book, Beginnings. And uh, I wanted that classic, you know, shot of He-Man in the beginning of the yeah. TV series. You yeah. know, I have the power. Nice. Um, now, for those of you who can't see that, who are, who are listening to this podcast via audio, go to a Manoa 13 and um, you'll be able to, so that's M-U-N-A-O-1-3, and you'll be able to M-U-N-O-A. Yo, I, 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 I spelled it right on the screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm reading it, I'm like, yeah, it's too late. How long have yeah. we been friends? I know, right? I don't know. I'm just, I don't know if I can spell Romrel. You know what? Like, I always thought you're, you're, every time I read your name, I read Moana. Yeah, I get it all the time. Right? Moana, yep. uh, Momoa. Momoa. Mahana, yeah. Mahana, <laughs> Mahana, yeah, right. Mahana, you ugly, <laughs> right. So, yeah. So for those of you who can't Sorry, see it, I digress. But click on that link. See, I'm pointing right here on the link. You can you can see it. Go to that link, and Adam will repost that picture of He Man on his Instagram feed, so you can see it. Yeah, for, those for of sure. You can't see it on the on the podcast, right? Okay, so very cool. You know, so um, talk about. Let's talk about. Um, Masters of the Universe, meaning the movie. Okay. The movie, shall we? I might have had a different experience than you did. So shall we go into some dark territory? It. Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, I actually don't have. I I hardly remember it. If you want the truth, you know, I I. What was interesting to me is watching the toys that made us. The uh-huh. impact that movie had on the toy line, which yeah. which blew my mind because, you know, um, for me. If, if I could go back to the figures for just a minute, like I said, between my brother and I, we must have had 20 figures. I had, my some of my favorite figures were um, Faker. Faker was my absolute favorite. It didn't dawn yeah. on me till later that Faker was just the same mold, only he was a different color. Blue, he, man. blue he with blue. orange hair, right? He was, yes, blue with orange hair. I loved Faker. And then yeah. I had Battle Damage He-Man where you scaled, I had Battle Damage He-Man and Battle Damage Skeletor. Dude. And, and Manny Faces, I had him. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I always loved like flipping the little. Oh yeah, the little dial, the little gimmicks. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they were brilliant. Stratos, did you have Stratos? I don't remember Stratos, but I remember he was the guy that flew, and he had the wings, arms, and he had the big goggles. Okay, I remember him now. Yeah. I, I don't remember Stratosphere. If I had him, but he was. Yeah. But see, but see, so for me, the toys never ended in my mind. The toys only ended for me because you know my parents stopped buying them. Um, but I don't recall the movie, the impact of the movie. So when the movie came out, honestly, I don't even remember seeing it. I just remember that the characters, the design was so off from, from what we'd seen in the toy line, um, that, that it didn't even seem like He-Man. So what's your take on it? So I remember once again, kind of going back to our previous or podcast, but I love Mm -hmm. looking at movie posters. Sure. And I saw that poster by Drew Struzan. I'm like, this is going to be the most amazing thing. But it didn't 
didn't quite look like He-Man. You know, Skeletor was right. slightly off. Right. But I thought, okay, this looks pretty cool. And I never saw it in the theater. Um, we're, we did a lot of the home video type stuff. Yeah. And so I remember getting it and watching it. I don't know if it was at a sleepover, if I had my cousin over or, or whatever. Yeah. But um, I remember in my mind, it was the most realistic and vivid and crazy movie I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. You know, so I remember seeing Beastman and being yeah. terrified. Oh, really? And then, yeah, I mean, he freaked me out. Even to this day, it's still freaky. In fact, I, I will admit, I own Masters of the Universe on Blu-ray. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. But it's it's kind of fun to go watch, especially having work in production now. Sure. And you can see all the matte paintings and all the stuff yeah. to me that looked like a big, real castle and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, to go back and look at it now and see, you know, the scenes and see Gwildor and his face doesn't move. And I'm like, why right. Why do we have Gwildor? Where's Orko? You know? Where is so Orko? That, that, that bugged me. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, there it was kind of like a few hits and a lot of misses with sure. the movie, especially as an adult looking, but as a kid, it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty, pretty crazy, but kind of learning about the production and the company behind making masters of the universe right. and what they were doing yeah. and where they were stealing money from and other budgets, right. you know, which pretty wild. Um, but yeah, for me, for me, it was one of those movies as a kid where I'm like, Oh, this is cool. And then you watch it as an adult, you're like, you know, I don't know. You know, yeah. But yeah, I mean, childhood moments. Sna- really. Or um, not Snake. Um, Skeletor's uh, henchman though scared me. I still think the makeup is is really oh, good yeah. in all of them. And they end up killing yeah. the lizard guy. I can't remember what his name was. Like in the first you know <laughs> right. act of the movie, and it's like right. oh, take the coolest guy. But looking right. back at it now, it's probably the most expensive guy to make up. <laughs> oh yeah, so cut him, cut him soon. Kill him, right? kill him. And he was that him. weird blade guy. It's like, <laughs> what did you guys do? Where did he come from? You know, they had so many, I mean, I don't know. So my take on it is just, it's not that it's a missed opportunity. It's just a misunderstanding. Um, well, of, they didn't get the property right. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and see, we're seeing that now, a, res, a greater respect of properties than we've ever seen. Because it's it, it's not just He-Man. It, it was every property going from, from a toy line to cartoon to a full-on mm-hmm. action movie. At, at that time, you bought a property to make money. You didn't buy a property to be true to the property. And, right. and I think Masters of the Universe just fell into that category where, where it's, hey, we've got Masters of the Universe. Uh, people love it. We're going to make our own version. Um, and, you know, part of me as an artist can, has a really good understanding of, hey, you know what? I, I want to make something mine, right? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Just insight, man. Geez, we're live here. We're not live, but I apologize. Just going on to the record, <coughs> I just get so choked up about it. <laughs> I love it, man. All right, right. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. So back to the this concept of, okay. as an artist, I, I really could see. I can see it. I can see you wanting to make changes and make it your own. And you know, as an artist, I don't have a problem with that. Like. Um, I'll give you an example. I'd go to a rock concert. Like I, I used to go to, I, I, I'm going to date myself, but Bon Jovi. I'd go to Bon Jovi and he would sing his song differently at the concert and it would kind, yeah. of, and it kind of bug me. I was like, oh, man, it's like my favorite song and you didn't sing it at all how you sing it on, on your tape. But, but now I'm like, oh, I know why he did it. It's, he's an artist and he wants to always change his stuff to make it better. Yeah. So I could see why they changed it from that regard. 
but I just well, and being in a studio sitting there recording and taking multiple takes and getting the perfect one and then piecing together a song. Right. You know, you know, and then going and performing it live. I mean, that's a whole nother, totally different whole trick. Yeah. Totally different. And, and uh, so I, I think I understand that side, but yeah, they, they missed the property. And what I didn't know is from watching the toys that made us, but, and by the way, if, if, if you, those of you listening or watching, if you haven't watched the toys that made us on Netflix, it's, it's worthwhile. It's worthwhile. It's really good. Um, it really certainly good. opened my eyes to the possibility of, oh, I, I didn't know that the toy line went away because the movie tanked. Yeah. And, and see, as a kid, I didn't, I didn't put those together. Like that kind of thing didn't, was irrelevant to me. It was just the fact that, um, I no longer had the toys I loved. And, and part of it was cause I grew out of it. I was a little older. I, I don't remember how old I was when, um, He-Man was phasing out, but. Well, the movie came out in 87. So I was in middle school, you know, toys were still honestly, okay. I'll, I'm just going to cut straight. Toys were still cool to me. I was made fun of in middle school for hey. still playing with He-Man dolls. Yeah, right. I always had He-Man or uh, toys. Why wouldn't you, man? Even in the closet, still, still had toys. I gotta tell you, like, um, like, uh, I, I, I was like, I go to middle school class, and I was drawing comics, and I was into comics before anyone else was, and I was into Star Trek before Star Trek was cool, and so I, I don't. Is doubt it, has it ever been cool? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll, I love Star Trek. We'll have don't a Star Trek talk some, at some point. We'll talk yeah. about the Kelvin universe versus, you know. Well, I just I just watched Star Trek three last night. Oh so. man, I love. And I watched Wrath of Khan the night before. I love. So. I love Wrath of Khan. I, yeah. I I actually like Search for Spock too. Yeah. Those are great. Those are great films. Yeah. Um, Two, three, and four. Oh, brilliant. And six. Brilliant and six. Oh yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. The, yeah. Sorry. Get out of here. <laughs> Right. Hey, we're talking about He-Man, we're right? Talking about on, He-Man, right? <laughs> it's, oh, maybe we're running out of He-Man traction, right? So, so. Oh, no, we got. I got plenty. I got all sorts of stuff. Well, let's talk about the future of He-Man because uh, I noticed that uh, Hasbro has no intent, I don't think, to make toys, but they've been having other high-end toys in production. Yeah. Which well, um, collectors items. Uh, yeah, sideshow collectibles. They've yeah. got some pretty awesome. He-Man stuff that's just the sculpting sculptures are beautiful. The yeah. art direction is beautiful. The, yeah. the textures and everything are really amazing. So um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, that's all you. I was going to say, let's just talk about, so you said earlier that, that masters of the universe, He-Man kicked you off into your career. So talk yeah. about that a minute. I mean, so as an artist, you know, um, one of the purposes of this podcast is to inspire other people, young artists and people to, to, to be creative. So so dive into that just a little bit more. I want to hear kind of your story with Masters of the Universe and with He-Man and with your art. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, it it, it told me that I could draw, yeah. you know, and I was inspired to draw. And about that time... <clears throat> that my parents were starting to pay for piano lessons and, you know, sports sure. and whatever else. I mean, I played sports, but I grew tall really fast. So I was uncoordinated. Oh, me too. But, uh, totally. you know, my brothers and my sister were going to uh, piano lessons and my mm-hmm. mom would give me a roll of butcher paper and some crowns and say, all right, kid, <laughs> there you go. And cause I, I mean, if I was going to piano, I'd be miserable. Right. You know, I still wish I had played the piano, but, but anyways, but, but I would go and draw all the time. I had nice. sketchbooks, I had things. And then I quickly identified as being the artist, Right. you know, in school, 
and my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at art books. I would always check out the how to draw 50 cartoons um, books from the library mm-hmm. at school. Um, love cartoons, animation, whatever. And so I was constantly drawing those things. And, you know, He-Man started that off. It was like that love for He-Man, that desire to kind of put them on that Christmas tree right. uh, chain thing. Yeah. And then just developing that love for drawing and then kind of really cultivating that and, and kind of building that over the course of my life to the point where it's like, oh yeah, I want to do this as a profession. Yeah. And, uh, but it all came from that one, that one moment. In fact, when I was finishing my master's, I wrote a little snippet about, about uh, that, my thesis about yeah. the Christmas tree thing. And I actually called and got a hold of my original kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Woods. Nice. And we had a talk and I told her about that moment and what that moment meant for me now as a, you know, as a professional, you know, coming into, so it was, it was, it was pretty surreal to kind of sit there and talk to her and tell her about how her class really made a huge impact in, oh, on my life You're as a, nice a as a kindergarten guy. teacher. I'm sure she doesn't hear that a whole lot. You're a nice guy. Just love that man, Adam. But one, one thing that's kind of cool um, thinking about, our generation is yeah. there's a really there's a kind of a renaissance if you will sure and so people you talked earlier about being true to the the source yeah where back in the 80s they kind of would just it was all about that cash cow right it was and so mattel came out with the he-man lineup because they needed a new action figure and they mm-hmm. created something that was different than star wars different than you know the other competitors in di joe right and really came up with something unique and they gave us these great looking characters with awesome sculptures and and really, they, they all brilliant. had the same body. They were brilliant. With maybe a few different accents or right. a different chest plate or, or whatever, but yeah. different heads. Yeah. Um, but really, they, they really capitalized on, on that. And then we as kids, we'd see the TV show where you'd see the new characters and they right. would add more. And then the movie came out. And the movie was made by people that, that didn't understand the property or want right. to make the property. And, and I shouldn't say didn't want to make it. They wanted to make it, but they didn't. They, they weren't true to certain elements about sure. it. And so I think that's probably what kind of killed that first wave of the thing is where people go to see the movie, like that wasn't He-Man. It wasn't He-Man. You know? Right. And you'd see the Drew Struzan poster and you're like, I want to see that movie. Yes. And I'm still waiting to see the movie that I saw on the poster because right. that's not the movie that I got that to see. That wasn't the movie, right. Um, but then you think of like Netflix now, you know, they announced yeah. back in December that they're going to team up with Mattel Television and they're going to create a, an animated version of, of Masters of the Universe. And I'm sure that the people running that, which are our yeah. generation, yeah. are going to be very true to the source material and give us something that's very fun, nostalgic, so. but also kind of built on contemporary terms. You know, So it'll hopefully appeal to little kids and get them kind of hooked on, on the stuff that we got excited about when we were little. I will even admit... That be, I loved Masters of the Universe so much. I loved He-Man so much that I even watched She-Ra. And I don't remember the time slots. I, I remember there was G.I. Joe, and there was He-Man, and then there was She-Ra. And the reason I would watch She-Ra is probably because, uh, well, first of all, I loved the whole, I loved the whole universe. It, it didn't bother yeah. me at all that she was a girl. I didn't care. What I loved is that I liked her villain as much as I liked Skeletor. Oh, I can't Hordak? remember his name. Yeah. Hordak. He was awesome. He was a great villain, and um, he he should have been like. I mean, he was he was, I think even scarier than Skeletor. Right, he yeah. was. He was yeah. fierce. And, and his name was scary. Um, I, I love. I just loved the whole thing, and it it just captivated me. Um, and and I think the reason why I got into animation is because 
um, seeing characters come to life um, on 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 my television just blew my mind. Yeah. I, mean, I I couldn't I I couldn't comprehend that a, that there was a human behind that drawing every single line, every single frame. Um, yeah, that was never even an idea for me. Watching He Man, I would yeah. never think that this was made. I just thought cartoons existed because it was magic. Yeah, right. Was, I remember my mom telling me that Superman wasn't real because oh, I'd see him and I'm like, I've seen him on TV. I know, I, I know that he's there. Don't tell me he's right. not. And then as I got older, I'm like, oh, he's he's not real, know, whatever. He's not but yeah, real. I mean, the the cartoons, whether it was <laughs> Disney cartoons, whether it was Funimation, uh, He Man stuff, whatever, right. GI Joe. You right. know, I never thought that there was a whole production team behind and making. I just thought, you know, cartoons were there, and, and they they spoke right to our generation, our demographic. Oh yeah, totally did. Okay, man, I have a surprise, right? Okay. Um, I I have had this particular character in my family, and my boy has been playing with this. I don't know how old he is. I have no parts, but oh, it, your boy is. It is. Oh, Battle Cat. I have original. The original Battle Cat. I'm sure it's worth absolutely nothing. <laughs> Not to you, though. Oh, to me, this thing so cool. is brilliant. I mean, uh, if I can get close to the camera, um, right, that That's is awesome. Battle Cat. He's in pretty, in pretty good, good shape. shape. Yeah, his paint's still there. I mean, I, dude, I loved my toys. I, I, would, I would take so much good care of my toys. My brother's toys, I'd break my brother's toys. I'll be honest, I'd break them because they didn't matter to me, but... But this is it. I don't have anything. I don't have the saddle. I don't remember his colors. I think, see, we had this and we it was had all maroon. Panthera. Was it maroon? Yeah, yeah it was maroon. Yeah, That's right. Panthera's was purple and he had the kind of kind of velvety skin. Oh, man. Yeah, we had Panthera. I don't know. Panthera's gone. All my other toys are gone. But I, as we were talking about this podcast, I was, I was getting my little boy to bed just about an hour ago and I went, oh my gosh. This is it. This is Battle Cat. That's so cool. Yeah, this is my Battle Cat. But it's it's amazing the sculpts on this. And I think in the toys that made us, they said that this toy existed for another property. Yeah, this, and they this, just repurposed it for, for He Man. Repurposed it for He Man. But it was my favorite toy. And yeah. it, I mean, it was the only toy. All the other figures were articulate and had moving parts. This guy has no moving parts. He's just right. a he's just a statue, right? You know, it's funny. I remember Brilliant. being so mad that Battle Brilliant. Cat didn't show up in the Masters of the Universe movie. Oh, right. You know, and that was like my, that was like, when I think of He-Man and yeah. Adam, Prince Adam talking to Cringer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, oh, you know, and then he would turn himself into He-Man and then all of a sudden he would take the sword and kind of point it at Cringe, Cringer. Right. Cringe, Cringer, I can't remember. Cringer. Was, Cringer. But he would yeah. then turn him into Battle Cat. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then oh, He-Man yeah. would ride. You got this barbarian dude jump on the back of this you know 12 foot tiger oh, and yeah. then just start riding into the you know i just thought that was so cool and battle they had all the huge armor and the plates right and, you know I, it was just to me that was a really cool um um visual yeah thing for me you know ba battle cat was almost as cool as gray skull right like like he, he was up there so when i had battle cat and, I think he was and, cooler than Gray School, to be honest. Yeah, in a lot of ways, he could, you could move him around. Where Gray School right. was just you were you, a you prop. Were stuck. You were stuck. You know, my opinion. And see, and for my for my brother and I to have Panthera and and Battle Cat, dude, we had some well, the war was epic on. battles, right? We had some. Let me ask battles. you this: Did it bug you how He Man and Skeletor's swords kind of 
came together and created the the power sword. Okay. You you remember that the the toy part what, the action figure? What bothered me is that we would, my brother and I would fight as to who had the power sword because he had Skeletor, I had He Man, or one of the two. I can't remember exactly. And then um, he we um, we'd always battle over the power sword. I think that's why my parents ended up buying us um, the the battle damage He Man and Skeletor so that we could <laughs> both have the power sword. I, I like the idea of the power sword. I mean, the, the, the trick that I discovered now is, well, they had you do the power sword so that you would um, buy more figures, right? So you'd right. buy Skeletor, right? But so, so what were you saying about it? Well, I, I just hated that. Like, you'd get He-Man, yeah. and you'd get half of a sword. Half a sword, right. And then you get Skeletor, and he had the other half. But right. I didn't want them to have the same thing. No. You know, no. I wanted one to have one sword, you know? Yeah, and you and could never when, have two swords, right? Yeah. And then they introduced the axe. I'm like, dude, where's the power sword? Right. I don't want the battle axe. I, I want the power sword. Yeah, there's always that battle, you know. Yeah. Well, guys, that's the end of our podcast. We um, we are glad you watched um, or listened or wherever you are, you're coming from us. Um, so we'd ask that you'd leave a comment for uh, our podcast and, and and tell us if you agree with us. I mean, is is the is the is the movie was the movie horrible? Was the movie great? What was your favorite toys? Um, and then of course like and subscribe and give us how many stars, Adam? Uh, five. Yeah, just five, please. Yeah, give five. Us, don't give us any. If if there was six, I'd ask you for six, but right. you know we'll go we'll go for five. Give us five stars, right? Give us five stars, and of course. Um, there is our link right there to our Instagram page. That's Adams. How do you spell it again? <laughs> M-U-N-O-A-1-3. Right. And I'm Anthony Romrau, and uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of flubbing this part right now, but we're, <laughs> we're done. So this, yeah. is the, this is the rendered podcast, and uh, thanks for joining us. We will see you another time. <laughs>